This is TV8 by Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by DarkCrazy.com. Untrusting. Unknowing. Unlove. Ed. It's really hard. This poem sucks. Thank you. I watch generic movies too. I'll make a bet with you. There's a happy end. Good stuff. Like Karate Kid. I knew that he would win, and I like that. Oh, if it's groundbreaking and new, I get so confused. That's why. My dinner. My name is Sean, and I am sitting here with Greg and Lynn. Hey. Good morning. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon, all, good evening, all, whatever time it is. Or whatever. We're we're an international show. It's almost noon. <laughs> we're an international sensation. Space and time mean nothing to us. That's true. They will mean nothing through the course of this show. <laughs> we never know. Yeah, we're usually recording out of time and not making deadlines. Well, apparently time okay, so doesn't flow the same in Australia because I'm recording shorter than Sean and Greg these days. And previous episodes, we had some, some clipping issues, but it's hard to say. Brooks has had the same problem, too, and he's only up and he's only four hours away from here. It's a so special Brooks hopefully time. we won't have that trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, those of us who know Brooks are familiar with special Brooks time. <laughs> That's, that is that's a real that's a real time zone but but we had some fun we get to record some stuff with with Tracy and 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 that was fun and we talked about some some stuff that we'll sort of get into a little bit tonight and and with all luck uh, Tracy will be joining us again in the weeks to come so so it's a little confusing with four people we but don't it's have fun. Brooks yeah, it's very difficult having four people on the show, as much fun as it is, and it, it gets a little interesting in the edit, and hopefully it makes more sense in the end product, but Skype does have something of a lag, so three people is interesting enough, but especially when you get four people who are all in different parts of the world, it, it gets a little difficult to maintain the conversation. But I think the lag is fun. worse when there's more people. I think so. Oh yeah, definitely. Because none seems so bad tonight. It. No, it's fine, and we're three people right now, so hopefully you're enjoying it at home. I, I've certainly been enjoying it. I never know what every what every year will bring because it's a different format to the show each year, and I never know like who who are going to be the regulars on the show or what's it about or what are we going to do. Like it's kind of interesting, so it's, we never get boring because to me we never get boring because uh, we never know I'll what the show's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's out there. Fans may be bored to tears. Although, although people are coming. But yeah, they can turn it are, off. We've <laughs> reached a point where the people on the forum are more or less the people on the show. 
<laughs> and in fact, there are more people on the show than on the forum a lot of times. Oh no! <laughs> but, <laughs> but we we're getting better. Esteban has come back. Uh, and he's he's posted a couple of things, so we've got some. He apparently lives very close to the Coral Castle, from what he was. He's saying. telling some interesting oh. ghost stories. Yeah, I want to do that. I'm all about it. Like, hey, let's go to the Coral Castle. We'll do Supercon. Then we'll call you and look at the haunted arcade. <laughs> all that sounds awesome. Odd. I think it's just odd let's that there are no that. stories about that little boy because usually they have you know, the whole myth grow up around the, the ghost, but there's nothing apparently about that ghost. It just appears. It gives a little kind of weird validity to the story when apparently there's this, this arcade he was talking about where a couple of people have actually seen in the reflection of the video games they're playing. Uh, the, this this disfigured boy who has like this large gash across his face. Yeah. And there's no backstory there. That, that's just a couple times people have mentioned that they saw that. <laughs> that that to me is interesting. Where the, they haven't made up a story yet. There's just like a couple of people have seen just this disfigured <laughs> kid. Well, yeah, and I mean, the fact that, it, that it's modern. It's it's a video game. It's an arcade. You know, like it's not some old timey thing. <laughs> a haunted arcade sounds like Scooby Doo. An arcade isn't an old timey thing. Well, I mean, in like, like Old West, yeah, it's definitely an old-timey kind of thing. But it's still like, well, I guess, if, when I you mean, bring electronics into it, ghost stories seem stranger. Well, I mean, it's plausible, well, I, mean, I guess. If there are, are ghosts from the 1920s, I guess it'd be ghosts from the 1970s, too. Yeah. He's so new, he doesn't well, even have, you know, five different versions of his story yet. He's just a ghost. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's just sightings right now. <laughs> this is an exciting part of a, of a ghost story. We should really do some. We should. This should be our assignment this year, Greg. We should really go to the Florida Supercon, and we should go to Coral Castle, and we should try to see this haunted thing. Yeah. I'm, and if the Skunk Cake Museum's out there, we should do that too. <laughs> I don't care. I'm for we it. We need an adventure this year, and and then that we can mis- get together with Mr. Macro Cranium Esteban. I think. Well, it's I was going to yeah, go out to. Um, I was going to go out to Hanging Rock to investigate the picnic at Hanging Rock whole thing and then we figured out it was the wrong Hanging Rock the real Hanging Rock's in Victoria <laughs> oh too far away is that the Peter Weir movie yeah the long slow Peter Weir movie that's too yeah I've turned that on before and just been like mm-hmm. <laughs> falling asleep watching it <laughs> <laughs> Peter Weir is let's uh, the polite word is sublime <laughs> but uh, I liked the last wave well, Master and Commander was good. That was a pretty cool move, but um, but the, I didn't get all the way through. I won't I won't give him I, I I won't say it wasn't good. I just didn't get through Picnic. At well, it's also based on that book, so there's there's other interesting things. And apparently they have like showings of the movie and festivals and that sort of thing every year at the Real Hanging Rock. So that could have been an interesting. That would be a do. neat thing to attend. Yeah, it's just a long way away from here. Well, it's all in Australia, isn't it? I don't know if you yeah, know this. Australia is like America. It's Australia like, it's is a very, very big. big place. I know. That's what's funny. We talked to the Europeans and they're like, if I drove eight hours, I'd be in the ocean. Like, well, so would I. Like but, it takes know. me six. Takes me six hours to get my parents' house. And I'm still in Georgia. It could take eight hours to drive Georgia from end to end. But if you drove eight hours in Europe, I mean, you could drive Europe end to end. Yeah. Pretty much. So that's an interesting world to imagine. Have you heard anything about the new Batman movie, Greg? Have you seen the uh, press releases on this now? I've seen a few things, but I haven't really kept up. I mean, I know uh, 
But they're not doing Riddler, right? Well, we know yeah. that. But the new thing is that, that Anne Hathaway is in it. As Catwoman. And they're saying Catwoman, the rumors are saying Catwoman, but all the releases say as Selena Kyle. And I'm not the only person that's noticed that distinction. Well, maybe she's the precursor they of Catwoman. A, they might be doing the story They haven't officially... Yeah, exactly. They haven't officially said that Catwoman appears in... Well, in the well they may do it Harvey Dent style, you know, where... Um, I mean, you kind of saw and, him and before he turned, that. you know, so... Uh, well, hopefully we don't just get Catwoman for five minutes at the end and she dies. Yeah, oh, that really, would, that that would piss people off. I mean, Harvey it was Dent. bad enough with Two-Face, but, you know. Yeah, but at least it it did work for the story, even though I didn't. I, I would like to see more come from Two Face than that. But at least it, it it played to the story. But the big thing that I'm concerned about Thomas Hardy's in the movie, who also played the the Picard clone in Star Trek Nemesis. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know that's not his fault. But hey, man, I'm just saying, he's a job. Yeah, he did fine. I mean, he we played the material he was given. But apparently what the, the, the word is that he's playing Bane. I think you w- should wait to see how it turns out before you start telling us it's silly. I'm, I'm not... Well, it's, yes, you are. It, it's a silly idea. I'm not saying it's going to be silly because already Christopher Nolan is saying that they're going to ha- they have their own interpretation of the character. Well, he's probably going to be nothing like the person to. in the comic. He's just probably going to beat up Batman and break his back. Yeah, and that'll be it. Because in, I don't even think he'll break his back, to be honest with you, because that it's too early for that story. Well, they're only doing three. But... He's only doing three, but he's obviously he's he's built this whole thing around being sort of a prequel Batman because there's no Batcave, there's no Robin. This is the Batman story that this that leads to him becoming the Batman that we're that we're more familiar with in the comics and really in the other films, because they get into the origin story and they have this whole arc where you know he has his first run in with Joker and now he's going to have his first run in with a big nemesis character Bane which is, would not be my choice but but still that's what they're doing and then he will graduate into becoming the Batman that we know but you can't have him get broken because he hasn't developed yet he isn't he's not born enough to be broken well I'm just happy about Anne Hathaway because I love her I think she'll make a brilliant Catwoman I think she's great oh yeah, yeah she's not, cool I'm not <laughs> arguing the casting at all like she's not only you know she's done she's she's good and stuff she's a good actress she's done sexy she's done action you know watch her you see that get smart yes. movie yes she's all legs mm. she's all legs in that good movie. for Catwoman <laughs> but you know she's got moves and she's funny and she's she's good actress and she's good looking there's no there's no reason for anyone to question the casting as far as her being Catwoman I just didn't want Catwoman in this movie I'm still a little I'm still a little curious as to whether or not she will actually be Catwoman. Yeah, well, she may not, so. But he's he avoids, he's also, you know, the grounded grittiness of the, the movies. He may not just be calling her that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they avoid the superhero elements as much as they can. Which is where I think they might have a good thing in Bane. Because Bane, in concept, is sort of an interesting character because he's a big mastermind who, who fights... Batman, you know, and out, tries to outwit him, but in concept, as far as 
physically he was a, just a big beefy Mexican wrestler <laughs> on steroids, and he was ridiculous. So they'll probably change that. So obviously that's that's not the interpretation they're going with. Obviously, because they've already picked Thomas Harvey Hardy, who is not a big beefy weirdo. And chances are he's a British guy, so chances are Bane is not going to be a luchador. <laughs> Place with that either. But outside of doing the breaking of the bat storyline, which is the famous Bane storyline, Batman did have some run-ins with Bane before that. So as a as a first run-in with Bane, they may be going into that backstory a little bit more. Have they specified which backstory they're using? Because they they have been giving out little details about like which which story they're going on and that sort of thing. I thought they were going down like a psychologist story. Well, when Batman first ran into Bane in the comics, it wasn't the breaking of the bat. He first de- they first developed their enmity, where uh, Batman sort of kind of got onto this drug called Venom, which is obvi- which is all actually the drug that that gives Bane his strength. And there there's a whole like sort of underplayed storyline where they run into each other, where you know he start trying to get into this to, to compete and all this kind of nonsense or whatever. But So there is a backstory. It sounds a little bit Spider-Man 3. Well, it is, and I, and I hope they don't go into that too much, but the the idea... Don't want to see uh, Christian Bale dancing. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> see anything. I love the Spider-Man movies, but I don't want to see any similarity between them and the Batman movies. It's a totally different tone. Like, but, well, I wonder but if I that might be where they're heading. But what bothers me is a couple of things. First, there were some early releases that the, the female lead in this movie, and hopefully this is still true, was going to be Talia al Ghul, who is Ra's al Ghul's daughter. But well, we've heard that there are going to be two lead females in this Well, hopefully movie. That, that then Talia will be the, the main lead female, because the storyline there is Bruce Wayne hooking up with her, and they end up actually in the comics having a kid. That's a pretty important element to the Batman mythos. Is doesn't he and Catwoman as well? They don't have a kid. Well, there's an alternate. That, oh god, <laughs> but there's that's Birds the, of Prey. Yes, but the Birds of Prey thing actually comes from an alternate timeline because that goes back to the days of like Earth Two, and there was like an Earth Two Batman who was an alternate Batman who married Catwoman, and they had a kid, and that was the Huntress. Birds of Prey, the TV show, took that. And they took that idea, but in the main mythology of the comic book, that's not, that didn't happen. In the Earth, the Earth One DC universe is, is what the whole world runs around. God, it's complicated. Yeah, it, it is. And they've done all kinds of things to clean it up, and then they got bored with cleaning it up, and then they made it even more complicated. Every year they have a weird storyline. I love DC. I do, because you just you follow their storylines, and they make no sense, and it's just beautiful sci-fi nonsense. I mean, Marvel tries to be realistic, but DC doesn't. DC is just the the golden era of, of pulp and sci-fi. I did like you know? what Marvel did when they're like, we'll just start an ultimate series, which is just, we'll just start everything again, and it's not at all related to the other one. We'll just reboot everything so we can do whatever we wanted with it. Yeah, and that didn't really play with them. They tried that. People don't like it, because DC got into that a little bit, and they realized that it's actually better. What DC does is every now and then they refresh their mythology, and then they actually bring everything back later on. When things get too complicated for people to understand what's going on, they sort of dump 
the complicated mythos and then when people get kind of bored with it then they bring back the mythos and that's where they are they're in a, a repeat of their golden age where they're just bringing everything back you know DC they're not streamlining at all they're just bringing back every character and nice. I, I like that better I like the, the fun history of their weird universe is what makes it interesting to me especially I don't have time to read all the comics I get the graphic audios the radio plays that they make out of them if you ever get, if, oh, it's uh, we talked about this a long time ago, but there's a, a company called Graphic Audio, and I think their their website is actually graphicaudio.net. But they take these DC storylines and they make these elaborate. They're like books on tape, but they're full cast, full production, sound effects and music and everything, and they make these elaborate radio plays, like a seven hour radio play. Like I should say, audio play. It's not for radio, but a seven hour audio play of a DC storyline you know on like six CDs and and they're brilliant I love them because you really get into just how ridiculous those storylines are and you're like, it really gets you involved if you like pulp sci-fi kind of stuff you know that's what they bring to you Marvel tries they try to act like they're grounded in a real universe but I don't like that as much DC they've had characters that they've been they've had as a part of their universe for 50 odd years or more and they're still there so you're looking at something I mean that character is stupid but they find a way to work him into something you know because he's a part of he's a, he's a part of the face of that universe and there's something very nostalgic and fun and cool about the fact that they just don't care it's very creative in DC stuff speaking of radio play did you get the link I sent you to the uh, Nathan Fillion involvement in the radio play no. When did you send that? Was I that emailed. Last... Well, it wasn't a link. It was just a description. Um, I follow Nathan Fillion on Twitter, and he was talking about being involved in this. Uh... I bet you do. <laughs> I do. Of also. course, I do. Well, <laughs> he, he was, pretends he... he tweets a lot, but he almost never does. Well, he was twittering about his involvement in a radio play that has they've been recording it and releasing it as a podcast just recently. I think it's like the Thrilling Adventure Hour. I believe it's called. And he, I and did the, see a link that he posted on that. I didn't realize he was in it, though. Well, he said he was in it, didn't he? Well, all I saw was he said, what, listen to the something. And the problem with Twitter is that people are constantly tweeting and retweeting and plugging each other and plugging their own stuff that you never know what people are talking about. Oh, and, and people like you write long stories about trying to get photos but, from some shop. But and it lasts know, like five I pages and I can't read anyone story. else's Twitter because you're filling up my entire Twitterverse. I've got, if you're in I've got to keep the content How can you do, I, I thought you had to keep it down to a certain number of characters. Yeah, and then he just writes 50 posts. But I, do, I do them in serialized installments oh, so people God. know <laughs> what I'm trying to get. That's how I do. That's the, that is you the, missed the point the of format. Twitter. The point is to tell people you ate a taco for lunch thought it wasn't that good. <laughs> the whole point of the me being on Twitter is to try to problem, entertain Sean. people with my with my nonsensical tales. Yeah, well, I listened to... Well, Fillion's wasn't up when I was uh, looking at it yesterday, so I downloaded an earlier episode. It was all right. It was, it was fairly funny, a little radio play, but it was done in front of a live audience, I believe. So I think it would have been funny if I had been there. I think there was a, quite a few funny jokes that were lost in the recording. Um, so there's people laughing at things that we don't know what they are, but the storyline's pretty funny and the acting's pretty good, so I think it's worth a listen. So, well, it's really an adventure hour. 
Well, I'll have to check that out now, because I, I do enjoy Nathan Fillion. In all his comments and stuff, he sounds like he's probably an actually nice fellow, too. Mm -hmm. He really I, is ruggedly handsome. Cool. <laughs> 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 he is like a superhero. He's like a real-life superhero. I have a, a Dolph Lundgren update. I do have uh, some Dolph Lundgren's breaking news. Cue the music. Dolph Lundgren, you go in pieces. Where is justice? Where is punishment? Behold your savior! I don't think I've mentioned on the show before, but I've posted in a couple of places that Dolph is going to be in a, in a movie called In the Name of the King 2. Yeah. Which is about a, a special forces soldier who gets thrown back in time to the medieval era. Wow, I've never heard that storyline before. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> it's awesome. completely original. Sounds like classic Dolph. Does sound classic. But I, I do have... <laughs> I do have what I think may be a little bit of a setback, though. I have seen the original In the Name of the King, the Jason Statham movie. Uh-huh. And it, it's crap. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, Uva yes, Bowl, who directed that film, is directing the sequel. So In the Name of the King 2 may actually be a real sequel. And that may that may hold it back a little bit. So Dolph is lie. taking Jason Statham's part in it. Well, no, he's a Jason Statham is just a regular farmer. Yeah, Dolph is he a just special happens to forces be the soldier son. in the modern day. Yeah, crap movie. That's spoiler alert. Ray Liotta in an embarrassing turn. John Rhys Davies. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> a lot of there are a lot of people in in the name of the king. Uh, Matthew that Lillard. Be doing something Matthew else. Lillard, one of the murderers from Screen, was in it, playing yeah, his he usual plays a zany really role. irritating prince. Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, Lily Sobieski, I like her usually, but she doesn't do very good movies anymore. Not very good. I did watch a movie called Night Train with her in it the other day, which I also tweeted about. Yeah, I remember. It had her and Steve Zahn in it, and uh, and Danny Glover, and it's a decent little noirish kind of story that plays out kind of like a Twilight Zone episode. But it's not a bad little movie. It's not as good as as I thought it. It started out very interesting, and then the plot kind of unfolds, and you're like, oh, that's not interesting at all. And then it sort of has an upswing. Where, oh, well, that is pretty interesting. And you're like, oh, well, I kind of. So, so it's kind of an up and down, but overall, it, it, it's a it's a decent movie. It's it's visually cool. The people do a good job in it. It, it was great okay in the name idea. of the king. So, but uh, her character in that didn't make a lot of sense. The farmer some, character. No, no, her character. The the 
king's daughter or her, no, the magician's daughter. Yeah, and, she and doesn't she's have any losing I don't her know power she's... because she's making out with the bad magician or something. It doesn't quite make sense. Like and when a woman falls in love, she, she loses her magical power. And I never understand why she's in love with him because he is obviously a tool. Yeah. He's he's terrible throughout the whole movie. He's playing this baddie, quite obviously. And he's making out with her and then she's all like <laughs> I don't know. She's she's like first of all, she looks way too young for him. And you just She's don't, way too young for him. No, he's like sixty. There's no chemistry between them. They're just making out and you're like, Oh, this is gross. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, and the whole movie sort of plays out that way, where it's like separate vignettes of like, what is supposed to be going on, and why am I supposed to care? Like the and whole then, movie then is that, like that. There's a lady in the tree. Is she like the Terminator, Terminator lady? Yep, yep. She's yeah. in it. He like, she's in a lot of. Is, is she? I, she may be with Uva Bowl. I don't know. What is the deal with it? She's in a lot of his stuff. I don't know, but she just turns up just to basically tw- twist around in the trees and show off her legs as usual. Mm-hmm. And they have this weird sequence where they're crossing this massive gap in this rock by, like, flinging each other from bits of rope, and it doesn't make any sense. It's just not a good movie. The whole character, his character, doesn't really make sense, and you don't care about anybody in the movie, period. And this whole bit about seaweed? It's classic Uva Bull, because we've talked about him before. Uva Bull made, like, I think he made, like, Blood Rain, and he made the House of the Dead movie, and... You know, obviously he made this movie. Uva Bowl is famous for making not just crap movies, but crap movies based on video games. Like he's made a career out of this, and apparently he's real sensitive about it. I don't know. In that uh, Jamie Kennedy movie where they were talking about hecklers, when he got tired of talking about hecklers, he just started crying about his critics. Which are not the same thing as hecklers, by the way. But there's like this whole sequence where Uva Bowl challenges his critics to a boxing match and just beats the living fool out of them. <laughs> and then you're wondering, it's like, and then this is your big, I mean, this is like, and this is like literally like the scene in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. This is like not even a real critic. You just dug up some kid on a blog and challenged him to a boxing match and then just beat his face in. It's like, exactly how does this vindicate your crappy movies? It's like the fact that you could beat that kid up in no way exonerates you from being just a horrible director. It makes you a kind of good boxer, except that you beat up like a kid who looks like 90 pounds. Because it just makes you feel better. Yeah. No shame. It It should make you feel worse. It really should make you feel worse beating up someone smaller than you. About something that's fundamentally an intellectual issue. Yeah. And maybe the... There, you, maybe you have an argument that your movies are not an intellectual issue. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's valid. <laughs> this movie is really about boxing. It's got Jason Statham in it. But I shall box you to it, prove that it is about boxing. It kind of makes me, and I'm not violent, you know, and I, and I'm not probably good at fighting. <laughs> but it kind of makes me want to beat up Uva Bowl to prove that there and your movies suck. Okay. Well, if you that ever do get nothing. the opportunity to beat him up for something other. Just, you know, kick him in the balls, make him vomit, and then say, and your movies suck. And your movies suck. That's <laughs> a, either way, it has to end with those lines. And your movies suck. Because I get the idea that people are sensitive about criticism. We were talking about this with the Golden Globes things. We're like, Ricky Gervais is so mean. Screw you. You make a bajillion dollars. You put yourself out there. Your face is an ad, is an ad for anything you want it to be an ad for. You exist in the public domain. 
So Ricky, sometimes Ricky Gervais is just British. They're all like that. That's why they're funny. <laughs> yeah, really. So you maybe you didn't think the joke was funny. Fine. But, you know, to act indignant about it. Because apparently I just saw a thing today on the thing where he's like the, the most controversial celebrity of the week or something. Well, I'd say that's of, probably, you know, <laughs> true. It's only Is it controversial to make jokes about John Travolta? <laughs> what? Well, but, you know, it's just the context None of what he did. Not bad. The context that he did it to their face, like usually the context where we make fun of people is better because we just say it somewhere where they'll never even hear it. Uh, and then yeah. it's okay. <laughs> Actually, I mean because Ooh, we don't get punched in the face. Well, no, yeah, so, I mean, the, it's just, so they don't you know, beat us up in boxing matches or make movies about how we're a bunch of assholes. Well, I mean they probably aren't it. happy that we do this kind of thing, but at least it is, it's not to their face and not on in front of an international audience. Well, they don't know I, about it. To me, and, and I endeavor, I, I really feel well, like we're not mean. International audience when in the we, millions. Well, well, that's another thing. We, we're not mean either. We criticize. We're critical, and, and, but we're not and mean. And we make fun. And I, I, but I feel like, but if someone f- took offense at the criticism, they'd probably think we're mean as much as, you know. And we have, we've mentioned this, like on the iTunes reviews, some people just don't like us. It happens. And no matter, yeah, and I, I have a hard time accepting that, but it's true. <laughs> some people just don't like me well, it's okay but, but, but it is okay it's perfectly okay that's their opinion you know and it's and the, they post invalid. something and say they don't like it it's 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 okay too mm-hmm. but what i don't understand is this feeling like you actually want to beat up your critic you never look internally and say maybe my movies are crappy because like, they are yeah, I think that's what that's what critics are there for. If you're not going to listen to the critics, then you're invalidating the whole system. Who are you going to listen to? Yeah, who's, I mean, who's going to give you feedback? Who, you know? Yeah, because people are still giving you work, even though your and movies you suck and better? don't make money. So you have to have somebody to give you perspective, because somehow you're still getting jobs, even though your movies don't produce a profit and they're not good. So you don't have another barometer. You gotta trust, and I'm not saying I read a lot of critics that are snarky and and you know they're sarcastic and they're mean and I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't consider myself to be that way, but I do consider us to be critical, and I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, I, we tend to talk very critically about people whose work we love. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I think we're talking also about that we're fairly we're fairly up front with saying this is just our opinion it's not even usually a proper critique it's just our opinion and I think people get less upset about us just saying well in my opinion I don't like something I know I know you've had this argument before with people that whatever I say is my opinion but when you put yourself out there as a film critic you're sort of you have to have a little bit better of a standard than just saying oh I didn't like it or something like that you have to you have to have a little bit more merit to your discussion which we don't well, I think, but I think that's true. But sometimes, if if we have a very strong opinion, I think we do have we put a lot of merit to it. But but yeah, sometimes we're just being stupid and trying to be funny. Did you create a TV eight my dinner not, iPhone app? I didn't create it, but it's there. That's wild. What? I don't know what, what it, it does. Apparently, two people. I have no idea what it is. They keep sending me emails that I'm supposed to give them some tax form because apparently two people have already bought it. I wish you people would email me and tell me what it does. I have no idea. It's probably just it's a link a, to the podcast, I imagine. There's apparently a Droid app too, but it's uh, but someone bought it. It's like $2. What does it do? 
can we get involved in that? We we ha didn't have a hand in creating it. I don't know. Uh, all I can say is that it probably just formats the website so that it fits on your iPhone. That's probably what it does. I don't know. Well, but yeah, when I get when I get to my iPhone, the the computer I use to, to get, I'll buy it and see what happens. Well, get it because I've been dying to, to for someone to tell me what this app does because they're telling us we have apps. They're like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> We got like, this could be an opportunity. Do you want us to promote your app? Because this you could be making some money. It's like I'd love that, but what what does it do? Well, well I mean, they, they ask you to send a tax form. I mean, so. Well, yeah, because you get a piece of that when people buy the apps. But I can't tell people to buy the apps because I don't know what it is. I don't know what it does. Interesting. And they're like, you've got a Droid app coming soon. Like, awesome. Just one question: What's an app? <laughs> Just you let me know. Maybe we can do some business. How did you just make an app out of the show and I didn't know it? I was looking for the for the reviews too. <laughs> well, it's part of our our distributor Libsyn. Let's call them our distributor. But <laughs> That's what the they website are. That, that we go through, they are, uh, but it's all through them. They have a whole new package, and now all these people are contacting me, like, "Oh, now you've got this, and now you can do this." Like, I don't know what anybody's talking about. I don't know how you sold two of these apps. I really don't. I think we have like 200 listeners. Two of which who apparently listen on iPhone. What are you drinking? What did I drink? Who's drinking? I just heard a bottle. I I, I'm, I drank out of a bottle. Okay. <laughs> Damn it! So you do drink beer while doing the podcast. I never so. do. <laughs> yeah, as you can see from our vidcasts, almost never. I wear a tie and drink beer. That's how I. Yeah, I have a reputation. Sean wears a full suit and drinks beer to the, every episode, <laughs> and apparently, according to Esteban, looks like Grizzly Adams. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> he said my voice made me sound like Grizzly I looked Adams. like Grizzly Adams, and when I when he watched the the Georgia Guidestones, it confirmed that I do. Like really. <laughs> No, I sound as overlooked like Grizzly Adams. A young Grizzly Adams. It would have to be. Your Grizzly Adams is dead. Is well, he dead? I don't know. Can we confirm that? Is Dan Haggerty alive? I don't know. I don't even know who he is. He played Grizzly Adams. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Oh, God. See, I guess they did. you didn't say Kevin Smith, so that's a plus. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> A lot of people say Kevin Smith. Apparently, a lot of people wonder whether or not Dan Haggerty's alive. I just Googled it. And there's all these sites going. Is he dead or alive? IMDb. You know who's dead? That show was on when I was a little kid. Now he is currently 69 years old. According James to this May's website. cat's dead. Top Gear news. Yeah. James May, he's one of the presenters on Top Gear. His cat died. Oh. It's big news. Fusker died. You know yeah. you're famous when the death of your cat. Isn't I know. It? I was so amused at that because I was watching some of the behind the scenes on Top Gear stuff. And it, there's this, I put it on Facebook. There's this really amusing bit where Jeremy's saying, hand on our heart, you know, we promise we don't know who the stick is. We promise on the on the lives of our children. Oh, James May doesn't have any children. On the life of his cat. And Richard just puts his hand on his forehead and goes, his cat's dead. Well, apparently Dan Haggerty is still alive. Well, that's good to know. Fosco isn't. <laughs> Just like the iTunes review says, sometimes unfocused. Well, this week we're unfocused. 
unfocused. Who said we're unfocused? Uh, Flicks guy. So, I mean, is there a new review that I don't know about? No, no this is the one that is this is uh, chicken soup for the geeks, geek soul. I mean, it's a nice review. Oh well, yeah, that's that's, a, that's a very one. accurate really description. But then there was one that, except for the sometimes part. Yeah, and the, well, the newest <laughs> one. Always unfocused. Uh, Perpetually unfocused. That's what I would have say. Have you read the new one called "I Really Tried"? Yeah. Oh, we read that. Lo, lo, yeah, that's the one I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. That's the one that, that made me sad. <laughs> You made Sean sad. Lynn had to explain to me that some people don't like you. <laughs> no, we'll get them. It's like, they listen for six months. They don't like you. Hey, they, they gave it a shot. That's okay. Okay. I'm cool with it. They, yeah, they didn't do anything wrong. They listened for way longer than I would listen if I didn't like a show. But well, I only like listen to this show and horror, etc. every now and then. Oh, speaking of horror, etc., I want to... Shout out to Scary Gary, who's doing a great job on the Horror Etc. Forum. Is that where he now. is? He's hardly ever on our forum these He's days. He's moderating over there now. He's um, made there yeah. a whole new forum, re- look really pretty and everything, and he's doing a great job. Oh, good, good for Gary. We're going to have to... Uh, he did some voices for us on the Venus Skytrap show, and I haven't got that edited yet. And uh, I am trying to get him back, so hopefully we'll get him back and be on an episode soon. Good old, good for Scary Gary. He's doing good. I I have these pages and pages full of the notes for space exploitation, <laughs> and I've just got in bold underlined penile prosthesis. Hey, like jumping out at me. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, we have to do this do. conversation at some point. I did so much research. <laughs> Okay, if you get to penile prosthesis. <laughs> hey, while we're doing shout-outs, I know I've done this before, but I would like to do another shout-out to Johnny over at uh, Kruger Nation. He he doesn't really participate on the forum, but he, but he is a, he's a good friend of the show. Like, he's been on the show before, and uh, if you follow us on Twitter, he's very active on Twitter. I talk, on I'm Twitter? glad. I'm Yeah, uh, I think Gringo Macabro is his, is his Twitter handle. <laughs> But yeah, I'm glad I started the Twitter thing because that's a good opportunity for, for me to keep track of jo- Johnny, who he does a lot of stuff on YouTube also. But but um, hi Johnny, but that's been a good chance. He's Johnny. always tweeting our stuff and telling people Love to listen to the show, and and making little mixes and stuff, mentioning our show and stuff. He's he's a good friend of the show, old Johnny. So if you get a chance, go out at the very least. He's involved in a lot of projects, but. But go out to Kruger Nation on YouTube and see. He just does a lot of fun video stuff. And I was just watching right before we started the show where he was just showing off all of his, his Freddy memorabilia. And it's an impressive collection. But yeah, if you get a chance Good for that, we're, we're very happy to to hear from Johnny. And Even though I, I tend to forget, not everybody posts on the forum i think man we haven't heard from anybody in a long time it's like well not everybody gets on the forum but they're out there you know well, gretchen's not on the so forum as much but ways. she's fairly active on facebook so yeah we hear from gretchen all the time on facebook and uh and she does get on the forum from time to time usually just to scold me over something <laughs> gretchen's <laughs> the show mother that's her role <laughs> tv my dinner is to keep us grounded Everyone has a function. All the friends of the show have a job, but that's what that's what Gretchen does. Well, to be honest, you should know what your job is because 
um, when Panic sent us a message on the forum suggesting topics, he he mentioned your name before Brooks's when he was talking about hosts. He was doing an amusing reference to um, horror, etc. Oh, well, I, I, really? Yeah, they I, have I um, two hosts and one sub-regular host, and they call him sometimes sometimes Doug, I think. So. <laughs> oh. Well, I wouldn't wear that. I, I do like, I, I appreciate what those horror etc. guys do, but uh, unfortunately, I, I don't really listen to their show. They do a good show. It's it's quite structured, though, and I think that's where they lose me because I am I prefer the freeform format of TV at my dinner. That's do, what we offer. I do enjoy it. Like, every We're now and then I'll come up with a topic that I really like. I like their Jack the Ripper episode. It was pretty good. Well, we share a lot of a, a lot of audience with them in, in that uh, a bulk, a great percentage of the people who listen to our show also listen to that one, and then they have a lot of people that don't listen to our show. <laughs> but <laughs> but we have we have a lot of overlap on our side. There's a lot, a lot of, of scary, scary fans. I think like there are some horror. people over at that forum that I would prefer that didn't participate with our show. <laughs> well, I think our we do, and we've said it before. We have a very eclectic way of doing things and, and that only attracts a certain element and in my experience it's a, it's attracted a, a, a very a, a very a very cool positive element like the cross-section of people that, that we deal with on this show and who are who are at least active i mean we could have a lot of people listening to the show that never you know communicate with us and that's perfectly fine and we're very happy to have them but the people who have reached out to us it's just been such a such a wonderful cross-section of people well, a bunch of my you friends know. listen to the show whenever I make them, and they enjoy it. Maybe <laughs> well, we're going to build. The time yeah, I never want to underestimate the Aussies because we definitely uh, in in the Venus thing. We wouldn't even make in Venus. No, apparently we're we're big in Australia. For, for I don't know how that Aussie happened. But... <laughs> it's happening yeah, because, because of me. Of <laughs> 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 That's my hard work. A, getting such it a out rapid here. promoter take, over I there. I wear that. I wear that TV in my dinner every day. <laughs> it's all bloody and I'll red. Send you now. another one soon. <laughs> yeah, it's all covered it's really in blood theater blood. Well. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I've, I've enjoyed that. So we've, we've, in the sense of volume, we've suffered, but in the sense of, of just the quality of the people and that we've had a chance, because a lot of the people who communicate with us, we've actually had on the show. You know? I like that everyone's willing to get involved. I think it's great listening to all these new voices and having all these new conversations because that's what it's about, really. It's not really well, about getting our message out to new people because we don't really have much of a message, but it's about having chats with people. And yeah, well, and that's thoughts. true. It's about meeting new people because I think the show wouldn't have uh, the show would be already gone if if it weren't for that because we'd have lost interest in it. But it's sort of like like we we're saying like this year is totally different. Now we have you know. You know, you're appearing regularly on the show, and now they were we're able to have Tracy on more than once on the show. You know, and last year we were just trying to do different people just to keep the show on the air. You know, every time it seems like there's, and we I said this earlier tonight, but it seems like what we have is we have no set formula, and it <laughs> works for us. I've, when I watch TV shows, I tend to like the ones that don't have a, a formula because they don't they don't repeat themselves. They just try different things desperately. And well, that's it what appears every, that you're, every you're replacing your um, male co-host with females because the men keep having babies and getting distracted. Yeah, and men, women never have babies. So that is an interesting turnaround. But I, I think that's going to be a fun turn this year is to have we have a lot more female female voice on the show. 
Something we've really been lacking since we lost Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, zing. Kachinga. Kachinga. Yeah, bazinga. <laughs> I don't think it makes a lot of difference. I mean, the the female listenership that we seem to have seems to be fairly similar to the in ideas and things to the male. I don't think there's much of a you know big difference going. Oh, look, there's a girl on. I don't think it's caused too much of a difference. I think there is an, a better, a, an interesting sensibility that that is slightly different. But but yeah, one thing I've I've really enjoyed about doing the show and having different people on it is how how much stuff we all seem to have in common as far as what we like and what we enjoy to see and and, and talk about. Because obviously, why would they want to be on the show if they, they didn't share any kind of any kind of viewpoint? But I've been impressed. You know, we were a little scared when we first started doing guest hosts. Cause we we're like, what if you bring someone on and they're a weirdo? You know what I mean? And we've it's never fun. had that. It might be more fun. <laughs> well, I mean, but we've never had a person that just, you know, was just lock-jawed and didn't know what to say. We've never had people that were like, oh, my God. Like, when they finally start talking, you're like, oh, Lord, what have I done? <laughs> you know, you know, everybody's been really well-spoken and interesting and, and articulate, had these, yeah, these well, cool ideas. I've been listening to some other podcasts. Uh, there was one that comedian Will Anderson was on that something about dudes recording in a cupboard or something anyway this is an american podcast and pretty much all they do is swear they do it in an amusing fashion but i can't see that it's a very different type of podcast to what i'm used to for every it's every episode but but i i i know we just took an aside to just toot our own horns for a while about what i like about the show but i think that's why when you think about this we're going into the fourth year of the show like we're we're about to close out and this summer will be like four years of of TV ate my dinner I don't think that could have happened unless it was some it, it became new and fresh all the time to us and interesting obviously new things happen in the world the 80s but... episode part two that you've been promising us <laughs> this is it. Maybe, maybe you this need, is it. You need to get on that two. for a future episode. <laughs> this is 80s part two. I, I don't Lynn remember is, the 80s. Lynn is Sean. blocking out most of <laughs> It was a zygote. <laughs> but, but, well, I just mean you need to be cool. on that and that you need to tell us what we're going to talk about. Because people, the, the easiest thing that people can do in the forum is suggest a topic. Because we will talk about anything without any concern for whether or not we know what we're talking about. Or at least we'll, so we'll say like, we're going oh, to speak good. about something and then we'll speak exactly. for 50 minutes about something we'll, completely different. We'll do an episode about that. Yeah, yeah, and that's even better. It's like, oh, good. We didn't even get the topic this week. Now we've got a topic for next week. <laughs> it's, that's, that's what we consider a win on this show is like when we didn't even get to the format. Man, oh, so we did a whole episode of Free Talk. Kick ass. We talked about Batman. I did have that in my notes. We talked about it's the always really hard to choose an episode um, heading, a title, and we don't, we don't even talk about anything. You That's last week you part. called the Golden Globes. I called I the, like, yeah, yeah, call that episode. This episode is about the Golden Globes, yet you'd be hard-pressed. You could put a gun to my head and ask me one person who won a Golden Globe, and I wouldn't make it through that conversation. Natalie Portman. Well, there you go. You know, you'd make it. But we, talk, we did a Chris show Colfer. that I said was about the Golden Jane Globes. Jane Lynch. We didn't yep. even talk about the Golden Globes except to say Ricky Gervais hosted. Ouch. Well, that was the, well. Ricky That's Gervais was the was the 
interesting part of the show, honestly. Yeah, yeah to me, the, the, the total free association of this show is the format. The show, if you like, seven degrees with, of Kevin Bacon, and how many things can we relate back to the Golden Globes from our initial discussion? How much nonsense can we just proliferate you with? Because that's like when I talked to well, Rude, considering that our was ending the whole point, thing. quite a bit. At some point in the conversation with Rude, it was just like, and what is what is God? Like at some <laughs> point, it came back around to, is the universe inherently good? <laughs> like, whoa, how did we get from Transformers to this? I'll have to have Rude back like on. He's, he's really good. He's really interesting. I, I would love to do that, I, and I, I would desperately love to do that because it, it was almost a waste for him that, that we were not able to get him on with some more of the other hosts. i got to check with him on the on the time difference because he'd probably be on board. Well, I can record any day, as you know, because I am a lackadaisical non-job worker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what you call a free spirit. No, as of a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to actually be a student again. Going back to TAFE and doing an IT course, so I'll be working. I'll be doing TAFE one day a week. Awesome. That's full time, according to Centrelink, so I'll still get paid, which is awesome. Well, that's <laughs> good money, at least. That's what I do for a living. It's yeah, full time student. Jobs. Love it. 18 hours a week is considered full time. By the government of Australia. <laughs> oh, I'd love to be a full-time student again. Oh, yeah. Those were the days. Even though I worked a lot back then, too. But Yeah, you kind of ruined it for yourself. Oh, I didn't. I didn't Not do anything. Time. I did nothing. And I had What's a great time. What's kind of funny is you like... You didn't even sleep. Yeah, that's true. For a whole year, I was having such a great time. I stopped sleeping, too. It's... What's kind of funny is like... I at least slept. I slept in class. <laughs> we did yeah. that too. I remember having a mythology class with class. Brooks where he was actually snoring. <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher was just glaring at him. I've had just, things thrown at me in class because I was sleeping so much. Yeah, where you're not even trying to hide it. Just falling asleep on the desk. Drool we were horrible. We took topics that we liked and we didn't even try. Like, mythology sounded like a fun class. Like, how hard is it to read about mythology? It's like, I'd get mad if I had to show up to class. <laughs> I went to all my classes. I was very, well, I mean, obviously that's how I got two degrees, but I went to all my classes. I was very good. I just slept through some of them. Still got HDs there. stuff. <laughs> Movies from the vault. Oh man, I was at Walgreens the other day and I bought Return to Frogtown for four dollars. I know you're excited. What is it? What, what is Return excited. to Frogtown? <laughs> All right. Well, back in the day, and this is this movie came out like I want to say like '91 or something. It's not even as old as you would imagine. But I was back six. in the day, in the in the late '80s, Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper, made this movie called Hell Comes to Frogtown. Hell comes to Frogtown. Yeah, it's awesome. But it's basically just this low-budget Planet of the Apes, except it's not apes, it's frogs. <laughs> they just have a bunch of guys in frog costumes and all this weirdness. And Return to Frogtown is the, is the low-budget sequel to that, where they couldn't even get Roddy Piper, and they brought in Robert Zadar, who is this the awesome Johnny Drama. I should go ahead and credit him as a Johnny Drama, actually, because Robert Zadar 
he was in you he's one of those guys that you wouldn't even know you you saw him but he's a, like this chin that like a dick tracy villain like this giant face kind of looked like like he had rocky dentist disease before walked it off <laughs> like fought it with just working out because he's just a giant beefy man with a giant face so tell us what happens Big, in Return to Frogtown. Well, in, in Return to Frogtown, he's part of... He's the same character as uh, as Roddy Piper, but whose name is Sam Hell. <laughs> but he, in Frogtown 2, he's actually uh, part of the Texas Rocket Rangers, which means he looks like like the rocket, the old Rocket Ranger from the, the movie serials, a little bit like the Rocketeer, but with this crazy helmet which is like a big pointed beaky kind of face on it do they have rocket suits do they fly they did they did have rocket packs they they just repeat the same fly scenes over and over and over and they go and fight the frogs and Lou Ferrigno's in it (laughs) and he gets captured by the frogs and they're trying to turn him into a frog so of course at some point in the movie he's completely painted green it's just embarrassing (laughs) for everybody but awesome just good fun, yeah. We just <laughs> for four dollars, we just we just sat down and, and truly enjoyed it. That's a good, that's a good one. It also had Brian James, another distinguished Johnny Drama, plays the evil scientist in it, and uh, character actor Charles Napier, who's been in a bunch of movies. But what I thought was funny about this was on the box they say Charles Napier, and in parentheses, parentheses they say from Ernest goes to jail. Like, not I Rambo. Like, I was the bad guy in Rambo. Come on. Like, nope. You were in Ernest It is always jail. funny to see what movie they credit them as being from. That would be, like, awesome. That would be like if he was in a movie now and they said, Charles Napier from Return to Frogtown. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a business reason but for doing that. I bet. I bet they have, you know, like the studio who made the movie or whatever. Or somehow or another. Had some kind of picks the references, but they never even mentioned Robert Zadar. Robert Zadar was the maniac cop, for God's sake. Which was a well, that that was a well-respected horror franchise. Had Bruce Campbell in it and everything. Back in the day, I may have to go back and pick up all the the maniac cop movies, just to pay Robert Zadar his due. You may remember him because he got beat up by Stallone in uh, Tango and Cash. Just a giant head. But I think he also got it in Beastmaster 2. But he's been in a lot of movies like that. The man's been in like 73 movies. So you'd know him if you saw him. He has a crazy little mustache in Frogtown 2. That's kind of cute. (laughs) Just huge. But awesome. Awesome Johnny drama. I love Robert Zadar. So he was in some cool stuff. I want to make a correction. Okay. I want to make a correction for something you said in the video game episode. Oh, Lord. When you were talking about video game movies. I know it's a while back, but it's been bugging me for a while. Um, That's where we first laid said, into Uva Bowl, by the way. I think. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a, nice, it's a nice circularity. Nice. You were talking about the movie Alone in the Dark, and you were saying that they've stolen the name from an Audrey Hepburn movie. The Audrey Hepburn movie you were talking about is Wait Until Dark. Oh, Okay. I just downloaded it. It's a it's a horror movie. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay, I'll give you. Apparently that's a that's a well respected movie. As far as a yeah. thriller where she's like a blind lady who's being stalked by Alan Arkin yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I actually haven't seen that movie, so 
Which is probably well, obvious, either, so since I didn't know it. what it was called. I have, Netflix, I have a ton of Audrey Hepburn movies in my Netflix queue, and I've been working through a lot of her older movies, but I, I should put that one in there, too. I have an Audrey collection that Ben bought me. I've got a bunch of them. That's awesome. You can't go wrong. I know you're not a big yeah, fan of My Fair Lady, but but I, I don't I'm think... I'm not a fan of My Fair Lady, but I am a fan of Audrey Hepburn, so... But I, I don't think anything she could be in would... I, I don't think... It, I just watched Roman Holiday the other day. Well, you know that. I tweeted that also. <laughs> See, people... I know every detail of your people life now. Who you follow me. It. <laughs> people who follow me know what's going on with me, Greg. I just, I just now started that following you. wasn't good. I actually didn't realize I wasn't following well, we know you. About Greg, we know everything that Greg has for dinner, because he always tweeted to that. No, I don't. Haven't been for Mexico for three days because of this snow. Well, that's true. Man. Well, don't I make was, me I was unf- having a Mexican yeah. issue. Don't make me drop you. That's how I dropped Pat Oswalt. <laughs> Pat, the last tweet that I ever read of Pat Oswalt's was, "This cheesecake deserves a second tweet." <laughs> like, nope. You should follow Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry is an awesome tweeter. I do follow him. I actually do follow him. Do you even know who he is now? Yes. He does not do the audiobooks for the Harry Potters, though. I'm, like, on the fourth one of those, and I cannot remember. Yes, he does. Good. Well, he may have also done some, but the, the series yeah. that, I'm, that I've am that i been getting are by, oh, the guy's named David Dale or something. Well, he does, he, he has very famously up. done Harry Potter, so. Uh, yeah, he's, well. he's got a very funny Twitter account. He was swearing. I just love it when British people swear, because it's just, <laughs> they just make up words. He's awesome bottom. Bottom isn't a swear word. <laughs> Bottom, we're losing at cricket. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. Oh, applesauce. <laughs> I love British swears. I should listen to that because that's how that's how Rocky swears in the Venus Skytrap stuff. Well, that's what I was trying to do when I made Just the pirate like, movie oh, called Bollocks. It's a nice yeah. British swear. Bollocks. Bollocks is a good one. Bottom is a good one. Though. Oh, bottom. That's as innocuous and, and unthreatening a swear as, as you could come up with. Like I said. Well, Stephen Fry's tweet is interesting because he just chats about what he's doing and what he's thinking. It's just, he tweeted tweet so much, he's like, I'm in Israel, isn't that awesome? What should I wear? And everyone's like, take shorts. And he's like, thanks for telling me to take shorts. It's hot here. <laughs> we had a loud argument with um, Sean a few weeks ago, Nindy and I, because Sean didn't know who he was and we were incensed. <laughs> I still don't understand why that's a Jim Dale is the name of the fellow who reads the Harry Potters that I've been listening to. I didn't realize that uh, Stephen Fry. Stephen, Stephen Fry is practically um, royalty. Well, I have to I'm tell you this, British. not to take away from Stephen nice. Fry, but I've been listening the the Jim Dale ones. He does he does a, a wide variety of, of voices for the characters that he reads, and, and he does he a good job with them. No, he's, he's British. Okay. I was just wondering if it, maybe they had an American version with an American Mm-mm. voice actor. Hey, no. uh, if I had to guess, probably he was reading these back when there weren't movies and they were yeah. not quite as popular, and then they didn't get a big guy like Stephen Fry. Stephen Stephen Fry's quite um quite famous, but when you look at his IMDb, you can't you don't really think he's you kind of think he should have done more than that for for the level of fame that he has. I mean, obviously you guys didn't know him, but maybe that's just in Australia. But he's he's a fairly big name. For someone who hasn't really done a lot of movies, he does a lot of documentaries and that sort of thing as well. This episode sucks. <laughs> Our, this episode? Yes. 
Last, the last time we recorded an episode, you said it was awesome because we talked about sex in space, and it was our best episode ever. It was a fun episode. This episode, we're just we're just talking. So you're not having fun? Well, you're talking more than last episode? That's not true. Do you talk more when you're not as entertained? I feel like I'm talking, I feel like I'm talking less in this episode my dinner? because I'm we'll talk more not than engaged. Any person who can solve that problem is you, Greg. Well, I mean, I don't well, think the show yourself. would be much better if I started talking. I'm, I'm just, you yeah. know. That's usually true. <laughs> I ask. Yes. Well, then like, we're at a point we should probably just wrap it up. It's like okay, you know, you know this preachy. <laughs> that's a you know point to wrap it up. You know this preachy part in this review here, where, where he talks about being awesome. preachy. That's you. <laughs> I, I, you think I don't know that? You know why he doesn't talk about you, Greg? Because you don't talk. Hmm? I do yeah, talk. You didn't know you when when I feel the need to talk, I'm, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a little. I'm not talking much tonight. I guess I'm tired or something. I went and watched Swan Lake the other day. Nice, nice contribution. As a precursor to Black Swan. I want Swan to see Lake. Black Swan. I'm hearing good things. I'm hearing good Eliza things. Eliza Dushku yeah. said it was a masterpiece. <laughs> on Twitter. Well, she's someone to listen to, isn't she? <laughs> I follow her on Twitter, don't I? <laughs> I like her because she she seems like she's just saying, "I'm going to do this. This is fun." <laughs> like she's a very positive element. I enjoy that. Just like this person's really good about stuff. Like no, no negativity or anything. Oh, I did mention I am posting some more stuff. Uh, every now and then I'll post something on the Dark Crazy site that's just like a clip from someone else. And I did post a Philip DeFranco clip on the site not too long ago. I've been watching that on YouTube. If you get a chance to watch the Philip DeFranco show, very funny guy. He does like something like three minute episodes or whatever. But they're very well put together. I'm kind of envious of of his videos. And he's often, you know, at Sundance, and we're just sitting here talking about stupid stuff. <laughs> so he's he's doing. Maybe something. there's a reason for that. Yeah, there. I'm sure that. Yeah, it's not a mystery to me. Graphic Audio has a radio or audio drama of snakes on a plane. They do. I don't get that at all. How could, how could that be? Isn't that just watching people getting bitten by snakes? They just go, and then the snake bit him. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, uh, that would actually, we should get that. In, oh. uh, we should buy that and try to get clips of it so we can play the Sam Jackson parts based graphic audio style. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of these snakes on this plane. You could just make a whole audio drama out of just Sam Jackson being eaten by things. <laughs> Different ways. <laughs> that many would be of Sam awesome. Jackson. Maybe we should do a Pressing Sam Jackson little, adventure. In this episode of Sam Jackson Adventure, <laughs> he fights a deadly shark. shark. Like, what? <laughs> you fight the deadly shark. Like, this always this always goes the same way. In this episode of Sam Jackson, he fights a snake, a plane full of snakes. On Sam Jackson International Adventure. <laughs> That would actually be a funny show. <laughs> in the audio drama, his character is played by a guy named Ken Jackson. Ken Jackson. <laughs> it's like, that's awesome. Well, what they do is, what graphic audio does that I think is brilliant, and really graphic audio, if it weren't for graphic audio, there'd be no Venus Skytrap, for, whether that's for, for better or for worse. Because what they do is not a traditional radio drama kind of style, what they do is they pick up a novel of something and they make a book on tape of that novel, which has a narrator telling the story and everything. But the characters are all played 
by different actors, and they actually do full, you know, full production sound effects and and so sound. Pride and Prejudice, because that's really funny when you read it out loud. We did Pride. it once. I I actually got a really good LibriVox of Pride and Prejudice in the reader. That was very good, and and I liked that a lot. That's LibriVox is where you can download free. Like, people volunteer and read public domain books. Yeah, you've done LibriVox plugs before. I've plugged LibriVox, but it's been a while. You stop plugging Netflix now. That's when true. When I first well, wrote to you guys, that was going to be my first question, was, do you guys, are you guys sponsored by Netflix? Netflix no, now <laughs> is, is part of our vocabulary to the point where, if you notice, when the Netflix verb will just get thrown out there like, oh, I'd probably Netflix that. Even Tracy did that in the last episode. I'll have to Netflix that right now. Like, it's become like Google. Like, we don't plug Netflix. We just say it like it's part of part of our vocabulary. Like, oh, Netflix that, meaning I'll watch it. So that's that's good on them, I guess. But, yeah, we don't get anything out of that. That was what our last show was supposed to be about different linguistic changes that we have. We'll have to actually do that one. Maybe we should get to that because I find that fascinating that Google is a verb and Netflix is a verb and stuff like that and where that's taking... Because, you know, all that kind of stuff actually becomes part of the language and then people forget the etymology. That is a fascinating thing. We will have to get on that. Band-Aid. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. like Kleenex. These are trademark terms. But you, n- you never say, give me a soft tissue. Say, give me that box of Kleenex. <laughs> But that's, you know, who was it that was saying that? Because Colbert was making fun of uh, Nintendo or someone was trying to patent or trademark the term that's on, like, Donkey Kong. And he was like, that's like, no one said it's on, like, Donkey Kong in, like, ten years. It's too late to trademark a catchphrase no one uses. Plus, it's stupid because when your terminology becomes part of the language, I mean, that... That mirrors, you know, the impact that you've had. You don't have to trademark that. That's good for you. If someone had to give you a nickel every time they said it's on like Donkey Kong, they'd never say it because that's right, stupid. Right, they just go around it. But Donkey Kong becoming a, an icon to the point where it just becomes something people say, you know, that's the best kind of advertising you can, you can have. That's, they should pay you for saying it. Yeah, I made you famous. Come on. It's like, uh, well, a few years ago when the Chicago Bulls won the National Basketball Association Championship three times in a row, they uh, somebody coined the word three-peat, and they tried, to, they tried to copyright that. So when people used it, they had to pay. And people, just, people who try to trademark words like that are like people who try to trademark like patent genes. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be allowed to patent jeans. I think Mm-mm. that's just silly. You're violating nature and you need to be nailed to something. That's <laughs> 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 uh, that's my opinion. Bring you Going back old around. school that's Roman on That's just my opinion. We're we'll getting Roman on your ass. Speaking of Donkey Kong, though, uh, another thing that Esteban said is if we go out towards the Coral Castle and all that kind of stuff, apparently Billy Mitchell's restaurant chain is right out there like his real restaurants are out there from the from the king of Kong. oh really the sinister billy mitchell <laughs> so maybe we would have to go out there and, just and make that part go of in and experience. say something derogatory like just walk in 
Yeah. This, Get into a bar fight. <laughs> these chicken fingers suck. <laughs> You're not the best of this. You're not the king of chicken fingers. Yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> It'd just be funny to say we did that. You you run in and do that, Sean, and then Greg can just come and hit him with a pool cue. <laughs> well, all you have to do is go Greg. there and demand he come you out and face you. <laughs> if, you, if, you if you're afraid, I, you, I choose, you don't want to look at him. I choose my champion. Shall be Greg. Donkey Kong at twenty paces. I don't know if it was if it was Donkey Kong versus Donkey Kong, he would he would win because. I think you should challenge him at Donkey Kong Country. It's like let's see what you got in the modern world. <laughs> no, 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 no. Donkey Kong Country. Oh my god! It's like Billy Mitchell's. I don't Achilles recognize Hill. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, that's what he'd say. I'm a champion. It's not a real Donkey Kong game because I'm not a champion. Because I'm an American and I'm a winner. It's everything he says. It, is, it would be fun to talk like Billy Mitchell. Everything I do, I'm the best I'm the best at it. That is one thing I notice you Americans do more than almost any other culture is you identify yourself as American much more. Like, I was, we were watching a TV series and they were like, these two big Americans are doing this thing. And any other show would have just gone, these two great people. Or these yeah. two great men. But they're, well, they're these great Americans because it's an American TV show. What's the difference? Yeah, that's what that means. We, like, we don't say these two great Australians were having this battle. Because it's extra it's special being insane. American. We're all better. We're yeah. better than everybody we, else. When we say American, you know it's too, it's <laughs> something great. That's right. Yeah. It's like saying like saying yeah, awesome. So when you say, you know, call somebody an American, you're already setting them up, you know, to a level yeah, higher than the rest of the world. We don't have to say they're good. World. We said they're American. You know. They're like right. champions like Billy Mitchell. In your eyes and in your eyes only, I believe. <laughs> These days, that is almost certainly true. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really mean that. But, but, I mean, but, yeah, you're right. We do that. Uh, that's. Uh, I don't know. We just have a stronger sense of national pride or something. Even, even when we <laughs> get pissed off at our know. government, we still want to be part of the club. Well, all right. Well, I guess. I guess we just did another I episode, guess. guys. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's worth even... Pretty good, game. I don't know if we did an episode or if we just sat around chatting. Yeah, about I don't hey know guys, either. I feel like this one is just not not worth putting together, but it's up to you. We just talked for an hour. Well, yeah. You never put show anything together skin. anyway, do you, Greg? Well, no. I don't do any work on this show. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> I turn I just up put, and that's... Even though it was my idea, you know... Sometimes that's yeah. also a fun. <laughs> What's funny is how much resistance was met for so long. He wanted to do a podcast for like years. <laughs> and I don't even remember why we finally decided it doesn't sound like a good idea. I think we just so like well, we we talked, used to. Me and Greg used to talk on Skype every Monday night. Yeah. For and then Brooks years. got involved. And, 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 then, like, uh, and knew we should do a podcast. And Brooks didn't want to. We should just record ourselves talking. Do the thing. And it, I don't know. I guess it was one year you made me go to like a thing at at Dragon Con about podcasting, and then I started doing those early podcasts, which you can still see, which you know are, are pretty awkward. <laughs> well, you're always very resistant to anything new, Sean, and then you sort of get into it, and you're like all over it. I mean, you were the same about Twitter. You were like, I will never be tweeting, and now you're like all over Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he is kind of like that. You're the same about Once, the internet too, weren't you? I hate well, the internet. The internet I'll give you this. He, he is kind of like that. That's not inconsistent I'm, because I'll give. I'll tell you this that that. That's the reason why I'm resistant. Because once I get in on something, I'm all in. 
I'm like that on everything. It's like it takes me a while because once I get in on something, I really, I, I really get in. I do that a lot to him on TV so, shows. He'll be like, "Oh man, that sounds like show sucks." So I'm like, "Just watch it once. Just watch it once, and then he'll go watch it." It's like, "Oh yeah, man, it's <laughs> awesome." Greg <laughs> made me watch Studio 60. A lot, a lot of people have to make me do things. That's my I was whole the same life. With Glee. I watched Glee the first time, and I was like, "This show isn't that good." And all my friends are like, "No, no," and we watched, watched it a couple of times. And I'm like. That's not bad. And now I watch it all the time. I, it's like, it's I've watched it twice. I can't get into it. Just... I haven't watched it. It doesn't look like something I'd like, but, you know, it wouldn't be the first time if it turned out that it was something I would like. It's been the summer of the super wet over here. Victoria's flooding now. Good grief. Is Australia sinking into the ocean? So now there's floods above us and floods below us. <laughs> yeah, Australia's just slowly sinking into the ocean. That's what's going <laughs> Told on. Told you. It's like 2012. <laughs> <laughs> start always starts with Australia. You told me you told us it was going to start here. Cause, you know we're 15 hours ahead of you guys, so it's <laughs> always so thinking first. No, actually, yeah, no, be this early. Actually, you guys will be the last. That's what's creepy about it. I don't think Australia is creepy. Hmm? No, well, have you <laughs> have you ever well, have you ever read that book We've on the beach? Here. If you ever read the book on the beach, it's not creepy. Australia is not creepy, but I'm just. Just, have you already well, have, have tried to sell us on this book before? Yeah. They made it into a movie as well, didn't they? Yeah, they, they've made a couple of movies based on it, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just about people waiting for the nuclear to get here. Well, that, that's that's only positing that one apocalypse, you know. There'd be other apocalypses where Australia might go first. Oh, well, sure. Like the flood apocalypse. But, I mean, the, the one, like the, the apocalypse... Or and, if the insects ever attacked, like Australia the, uh, would go Well, the apocalypse... Like in, one might say, the, uh, the aquapolis. <laughs> the apocalypse and on the beach is very sad. It's very the, depressing. Did you hear about the tennis player? There was a tennis player who's been in Australia, and the real story is she went and she ran into like a, a treadmill or something, got a scratch on her leg. So they asked her, "How'd you get that scratch on your leg?" And she went, "Oh, a kangaroo attacked me." And she's European. She so she thought it was the funniest thing ever because she thought that sounded like a stupid thing. But it was printed in every Australian newspaper: kangaroo attacks famous famous tennis star. And she had to make a public retraction, and she was like, I thought everyone would notice it was a joke. No. (laughs) Kangaroos are dangerous and vicious. Everyone knows that. One of my friends has been attacked by a kangaroo. That's a a true story. I don't doubt it. I'll admit they're cute, but they do scare me. They are scary, the big ones especially. Yeah, like the big reds. Well, I can see how that wouldn't be a joke in Australia. I mean, because... Anything that can really happen is not a joke when something when they say something like that, you know. And the scary things about kangaroos is the reason they've got retractable testicles is because when they fight each other, they could actually rip each other open. It's like anything that's, that's put something like that into their system because they're that dangerous with their claws, yeah. you've got to watch out for. Anything that evolution thought of that for. Yeah. Like that actually became cuz that means that in the sense of evolution, that means that some some kangaroos in the early days got kicked in the nuts ho- so hard they died. That's how evolution <laughs> works. That means that the ones with retractable testicles survived to breed. I guess they got kicked in the nuts so hard they couldn't make babies. So I guess that's also possible. <laughs> But either way, it became necessary to the survival of the species to have retractable testicles. I hope that's an actual fact, not just something I made up in my head. 
I do that sometimes. I'm fairly sure I read that somewhere, or maybe I just made it up in my head. I'm constantly having to say that on the show, because I'll just say things, and I'll listen back and go, where did I hear that? I don't even know why I think that. Just something I thought for no reason. That's why we we build the show as an entertainment only. We don't ever pretend that we know what we're talking about, which I always pretend is part of our charm. It's like... Kangaroos have tactical testicles. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> of course they do. It's it's science. It's in books. Well, at least we don't have to worry about the Tasmanian devils anymore. They're all dead. All Tasmanian devils are dead? 90% of the Tasmanian devil population has been wiped out by uh, tumors in the face in the last, I don't know how many years, but... Tumors? Yeah, no. the That's terrible. Why? Yeah, tumors in the face. It's horrible. Yeah, there's a horrible disease going around and they don't really know how to stop it. Oh, Lord. How weird. I never mm. heard of that. Huh. Yeah, you only hear about the the big things like the bees wiping out, that sort of thing. But, the, yeah, the Tasmanian devils are almost wiped out by that disease at the moment. How, how interesting. That's how many sad. other species are we losing in strange ways? Hey, man. Well, there's bees. Although I have heard positive that that's just inbreeding. <laughs> that actually the bees should get out more. <laughs> yeah. And they'd be fine. Hit the bars. It's the same with the koalas. Well, the koalas in Australia <laughs> koalas. have chlamydia. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the koalas, in my opinion, have always yeah, acted kind of inbred. That would surprise me not at all to find out that they well, they were actually genetically high, so. inferior. <laughs> and maybe that's what happened to the pandas too. The pandas. The biggest problem with the pandas is they're usually raised in isolation by humans, so they can't identify other pandas as sexual objects or sexual partners. Well, that's to me nature talking to you, because almost anything should have that instinct. And plus, they end up in isolation because they already weren't breeding. Like, why aren't they? What were they doing out in, you know, what were they doing out in the wild? Why aren't there wild Nothing. pandas mating? Sitting around watching football, I guess. No, they're sitting around eating sticks. <laughs> it's like, read the writing on the Attacking wall. people for cheese. We walked it's out, we found... cheese eating population. We found a bear sitting in the middle of the woods eating sticks. And we wonder why it's going extinct. <laughs> I mean, come on. We try to push two of them together and can't get them to mate. Just let it happen. Nature has decided the panda is to be no more. And I don't understand why we're all so sad about that. There's got to be other monochromatic animals out there that are cute. Just saying. That's the worst scene in Splice where they put these two blobs that they've genetically engineered together and they're like, let's watch them mate. And they just kill each other viciously with their spikes. And it's like, what's going on there? Oh, one of them accidentally turned into a male while we weren't watching. So they killed each other instead. It's a terrible scene. There's like blood watch. splattering everywhere. Yeah. I'm going to Netflix splice. This sounds like just my kind of stupid. It's just, it's just the stupidest thing. That's the thing. It's billed as this, you know, high-class movie, this splice. But it just really, it's just a monster movie. Well, <laughs> I knew that. I saw species written all over that movie when I saw the trailer. Yeah, so well, yeah, and then you, then you see that they've they've chosen instead of an actress to play the part of the splice creature, they've chosen a supermodel, some sort of model. 
Well, that's what they. Because most of the creatures what they did with computer uh, generated, right? With it, species. It's hopping yeah. around computer generated most of the movie anyway, right? I mean, they gave her like a no, bald head. No, no, no. When it's of... little, it is. But like, it's a, there's a person actually behind the performance when it's an adult. Oh. I think they've just put some prosthetics on her face and, but probably um, CG legs and other things. But mostly, <laughs> she's just naked bits. woman. Well, that's they were going for the species thing, which is ridiculous because that movie didn't make money, but. That was what they were shooting for anyway, was this idea that that it becomes sexual. <laughs> like, it's funny, like, uh, that we should talk about that because we're going to talk about, like, the role of women in comics and stuff in a future episode. And, but we should kind of talk about the role of women in, in just in general in sci-fi because if I make a monster movie about a man, then what it's going to do is just rampage. But if I make a monster movie about a woman, all it's going to want to do is just bang every guy that it can find. Well, that's the thing. This this may be a spoiler alert, but what happens is when it's in, it actually it changes gender at the end. And becomes a man. And that's when it starts rampaging. And yeah, that, it's, yeah, and that is when we decide we're gonna have to kill it. When it's a kind of a cute chick, <laughs> we want to like, save it. Save it. <laughs> and then it when turns into a man chick, like we got to destroy it. it. It's disgusting now. It's an when it's a cute nature. chick, he has sex with it, and oh, it's, it's a bit hey. weird. Ooh. And then it turns into a male, and, and then it goes and rapes it. the woman. What? Good. Now I have to I watch this movie. Now and then she gets pregnant. The final scene is her pregnant. Oh, you may have given away too much. Now you're spoiling the movie for me. I need to watch this. What? I said spoiler alert. You oh. <laughs> well, now I feel like I have to watch it, but now I'll have to watch it in front of other people so I can see the, their their reaction. Well, I... That's the thing. I don't care about spoilers. I just watch the movie anyway, and I don't like surprises, so I always spoil things for myself before I watch them. <laughs> I do. But it is. Like, it is. But you, you kind of need to gauge the sort of the so stupidity that's, that's of the all, movie. That's sexist also. So it becomes male and immediately just rapes the woman. <laughs> well, immediately starts killing other every other male in the area and then rapes her. That's what it does. When it's a female, it's actually a fairly intelligent being, and it talks to them and that's or it doesn't actually talk but you know it, 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 it interacts with them and that sort of thing but as soon as it turns male all it wants to do is kill the competition and rape Lord. yeah I've been there it's, it's, then, it's, it's, that's when it becomes a monster that's a, yeah. well that's a teaser for, for next a, week's episode because that sounds exactly like that that uh, that article that in the journal of cosmology that we were going to talk about about sex in space of all things. Sex in space. I've got lots of notes. We have to do this topic. Oh, we will. We will. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad we saved it. I'm kind of glad we got this one, you know, as a warm up so that we can just next, next time we record, we're going to, we're going to do no free talk. We're just going to jump right into it. You should read the article because it's difficult for me to talk about it without you reading the article. I'll read it. You should read it too, Greg. It's very fun. Okay. He won't read it. I might. (laughs) He will if I tell him to. <laughs> Greg, of- your role is sort of like the access character on the show because you react to the things that, that, that we talk, like. We, it's new to you, and that's how we introduce. Wasn't that fun? It. Yeah, it works. It, it works. From it. It's a nice little tease for next week. If anyone wants to read the article, it's in the Journal of Cosmology. It's called "Sex on Mars," and it's by Ron Joseph, PhD, R H A W N. He's a PhD. PhD. What did he do his PhD in? I don't know. 
Well, apparently he did. He got it at the Brain Research Laboratory. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was the laboratory of brain researching of things. Brain Research Laboratory. Of Northern California. Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> but okay, so that's next week, and we, and we will hopefully have something that Greg can be proud of more than this episode. Well, this one just didn't it's come together. He enjoyed to, himself. I mean... I wouldn't even worry about editing but, this, but that's just me. <laughs> just chuck it all together. Well, we're going to. Okay. So it's settled. Okay. And by we, we mean Sean. Yeah, and by we, that's what I always mean. <laughs> <laughs> I say we. Oh, well. But. See, so, man, you should thank me. For. <laughs> what? You should thank me. Thanks, Greg. For being on the show and and saying on and the show, giving you the you idea like the of the show. show, it's like you would have never done this if it hadn't been for me. So I have yeah, to thank you. We would never have had the opportunity now? for Greg to whinge at us for not being eloquent enough. <laughs> yeah, really. if it hadn't been his idea. I didn't say we weren't eloquent. I just we're rambling. I'm uh, interesting. Rambling interesting as, as opposed to the the laser precision of our normal shows. Well, this one's particularly bad. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a box quote. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one is bad. particularly bad. <laughs> so we should call this, this episode the particularly bad episode. To listen to other particularly bad episodes of the show. To listen to other episodes that are not near as bad as this one. TV8MyDinner.com you can, you can comment on how bad this show is on forum.TV8MyDinner.com <laughs> You can view our other particularly bad comments and content at uh, darkcrazy.com, our parent site. You can tell us how bad we what are on Facebook. And we're all apparently now twittering boring things. What else? Yeah, you can read my particularly bad tweets about going to the photo lab at the right age. And tell us how bad we are on Facebook. Please do that. That's true. Yeah. You can it's terrible on Facebook because Sean never actually posts the things. Not like us. I post them on Facebook all the time. I just don't post them. I post them on my Facebook. You need to paste them on TV at my dinner. You could. All you have to do is go to the site and click the F. We've already had this mm. argument. I know. Well, because that's why it should already be settled. Argument. If you were looking at the site and clicked F, then you could post it to the TV at my dinner Facebook. Yes, I could. That would require you actually seeing something we do. (laughs) I'm busy. And you already said you don't even like the show itself. I don't like this episode. I wouldn't even listen to this show. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't listen to this show when I'm on it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) A lot of people don't listen to the show when you're on it. Zing! Make steaming turds look like... Steaming turds. This makes a steaming turd look like a. Oh, wait, hold Pavlova. on. <laughs> makes. What I like is from the point where you said the show wasn't working, we talked for another 40 minutes. <laughs> That's how we do it. That's when it got good. We take it down. We take it That's down. That's when it finally got good. You need to cut all the crap out before. <laughs> and just... We should just open the show with you going, this one's not very good. And just like. That would be awesome. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. That's what this show is. All right. You can watch our videos at youtube.com slash darkcrazytv. You can follow us on Twitter. You can face us on Friendbook or something. <laughs> but it's all crap. <laughs> yeah. But why bother? 
soul boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, well if, you, if you, friend, TV ate my dinner on Facebook, you will never hear anything from us because Sean doesn't update the. the well, friend me on because I'm basically TV ate my dinner anyway. <laughs> oh, that's nice. We just a show where we completely break down all order, and I declare myself emperor of Deviate My Dinner. You'd be nothing without me, Sean. Call for a vote of no confidence in Sean. (laughs) You'd be you'd be nothing without me. (laughs) We wouldn't have the show if it weren't for you. You wouldn't have a fan without me. That's true. (laughs) We wouldn't have that that mainstay Australian contingent that we fall back on for everything. We're so bad, our fans are actually on the show because they can do a better job. <laughs> that's debatable. That's, that's, that's 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 I I would like to also. She's she's just not into Gretchen it. Gretchen can come on my show with me. But yeah, I would. I've I've put the invitation out there. She's just not. She's likes to to listen. She's like, not everybody wants to be on the show. Believe it or not. I, I do admit I like the episodes where I'm not in them better. Really? <laughs> I don't like listening to myself. Well, I can see where you know as a personal thing you might, but 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 they are good episodes. So there you go. I'm going to destroy the show for myself by being on it every episode. I won't be able to listen to it. <laughs> How sad. How interesting. That's <laughs> devotion. <laughs> I love it so much I'm killing myself. I, I never like it When anymore. I listen to the show, I realize how, how much I'm just a programmed person. Because somebody will make a comment on the show, and I'll be think, I'll start thinking about what I thought about when we were recording the show, and then I'll say it on the air, and I'm like, well, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> that, and I, I feel that way, too. Like, someone, they'll, I'll forget what we said, and then I'll think they're like, oh, and I'll be talking to myself going, yeah, but whatever, and then same yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> we'll start talking about, like, oh, I'm glad I said that. That was a good point. It's like, well, of course you wouldn't do that the first time. <laughs> Like what are you doing? You listen to the show. Oh, good. I'm like I'm actually agreeing with myself. <laughs> Damn right, Sean. Oh, show. that's me. That's very good. Yeah, I'm glad I brought that up. <laughs> Amen. Man, Sean's a smart guy. Greg is a smart guy. Just a, that's a, you can't get much more egocentric than to listen to yourself <laughs> going. Oh, good. Excellent point. For a conversation you already. We've just had. gone from TV at my dinner. Don't listen to it. We're bad to. I'm alright. I'm pretty yeah, smart. I'm pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. I love listening to myself. Yeah. Call listen to TV by dinner awesome and we rock. Because this is America. Lock it in and rip the knob off. Where the poo? Yeah. Yeah. Rip off the rear view. <laughs> Play by no rules. <laughs> Endless idiotic mantras. <laughs> all right, the show that won't ever end. Uh, yeah, you can check us out. Flaming We'll be back with Tracy and Space Exploitation. I'm not sure both at the same time, but we'll do our best. <laughs> well, let's try. In the meantime, <laughs> my name is Sean. I'm Greg. I'm Lynn. Let's get out of here. This, this, Bye. This sucks. Oh, 
Donald. You suck, Greg. <laughs> you suck. This has been TV8 My Dinner. Don't forget to visit our forum at www.forum.tv8mydinner.com. We'll promise on the on the lives of our children. Oh, James May doesn't have Paul's any children. On. on the life of his yeah. cat. And Richard just puts his hand on his forehead no, and goes, no, his no. cat's dead. Oh no, his cat's dead. Did I lose connectivity? Hello? Doesn't look like I did. Hello? Hello? Unable to connect to Greg. Hello? But it was still trying to call in. Hello? 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 Hey. I don't know what happened. I don't either. I just tried to call you guys back. Hold on. What the f No. Ah, damn it. No. F What's going on? I don't know what happened. You dropped Hold off. On. Greg? Not yet? He doesn't look like he's there. I dropped off. No, he called me right back. Unpause him, you assholes. Why does this happen every time I try to talk about Top Gear? <laughs> it's my favorite goddamn show. Well, then we're going to hang up on Greg. Now I'm going to try to call Greg back. Or did I hang up? Who's it? Here's here. Yes, invite to conference. Jesus Christ. There we go. Ringing. Hey. Lord almighty. Goddamn Skype. Well, apparently Dan Haggerty is still alive. Well, that's good to know. Good Fosco to know. isn't. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm glad over that all that effort to find out. <laughs> when did, when did it, I was just talking uh, and then I realized you guys weren't there. Maybe uh. How much well, of the story did you hear? He's he's trying to he's uh, trying to hide the fact so that he's, he's alive. You know, like you went and searched for that and it killed Skype. I know. They're asking about Dan Haggerty again. <laughs> Kill it. Grizzly Adams, Code Take Red, Code Red.